the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed hour number two underway now at nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Wednesday, the 15th morning of the eighth month in the year of our Lord, 2018. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bob France Authority. Thanks again to Ryan Morrow for shining a spotlight on that atrocity in New Mexico. We will continue to follow that story. We'll also continue to follow the atrocity of Omarosa Manigault and the left trying to paint President Trump as something that he's not, all for the purposes of their political gain and her personal enrichment. But I want to pivot now, as promised, back to Colorado and back to the Masterpiece Cake Shop. Uh, owner Jack Phillips, as you know, was vindicated in large part by the Supreme Court just uh, earlier this summer. Uh, Jack Phillips does not have to, nor does uh, anyone else, have to create cakes or create products or of their own um, uh, creativity in whatever capacity that might be for ceremonies and events that violate their own religious beliefs and principles. As we all know, Jack Phillips and his um, family and his team there at Masterpiece Cake Shops have served all customers since they opened their doors, including gay customers, including some of the very same people that came after him when he said, yeah, I just can't make something for a wedding that isn't between a man and a woman. We all know this. Custom cakes with uh, with express messages uh, are fine at Masterpiece Cake Shop for everybody, as long as the message isn't one that they cannot support because of their religious principles as Christians. Well, the Supreme Court case was not the end of it. Almost immediately after winning the Supreme Court case, uh, they went after him again. And I'm talking about the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. An attorney went into Masterpiece Cakes and said, hey, bake me a cake that's pink on the inside and blue on the outside. Because... It's to celebrate someone's transition from female to male. It's a transgender cake. 
They knew full well what Jack Phillips would do in his religious freedom and say, I can't do that. That violates my religious beliefs. So they went after him again. But this time, rather than being the defendant, they said enough is enough. And they have filed a lawsuit has a a Masterpiece Cake Shop filed a federal lawsuit over the harassment that they continue to receive uh, from the Colorado Civil Rights Commission and others. And joining us now is uh, an attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom, the organization that provided the legal counsel for Jack Phillips that helped him win at the Supreme Court. Jeremy Tedesco uh, is an attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, Jeremy, thanks for your time this morning. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on. I became aware of this story really overnight and looked at it a little bit closer, more closely this morning, and uh, I am just simply amazed uh, that they continue to harass uh, uh, Mr. Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shops, trying to essentially undo uh, what was done by the Supreme Court. Can you give us a little bit of background on this latest development? Well, you know, your background was very, very uh, thorough. I, I, you know, I think you hit all the high points. You know, here's the thing. Jack just wants to get on with his life. Mm-hmm. He's been harassed by the state for the past six years. The state's targeting of him led to others harassing him over and over for the past six years, up to and including death threats that at times were so severe and concerning that his, his wife and daughter were afraid to come to the shop for work. You know, he just wants to get on with his life, but Colorado won't let him do that. Um, and it's really kind of unbelievable that less than a month after the Supreme Court ruled, 7-2, to two, that the state couldn't be hostile to Jack because of his faith, the state is targeting Jack because of his religious beliefs again. And so, you know, at this point, it, Jack doesn't really have an option. Um, the state is going to pull him into this process again, make his life miserable all over again, you know, at this point, I think we can safely say it seems like the, the state's only purpose is to put him out of business. Um, and so we turned around and filed a federal civil rights lawsuit as soon as the state said they were going to go after him again to try to stop the state in its tracks. Who uh, who are you suing, uh, Jeremy? Jeremy Tedesco is the senior counsel and vice president for U.S. advocacy of uh, Ford Alliance Defending Freedom. Who's the, who's the uh, defendant? The defendant is the head of the Civil Rights Division, uh, the director of that division, um, um, a state official named Aubrey Alanis. And we're also suing the commission members as well, and that's seven commission members. They're the ones that have the authority to enforce the law, to make these determinations on who did and who didn't violate the law. And that's important because one of the things that this commission does, with this, which the Supreme Court uh, pointed out in its ruling for Jack the first time around, they just pointed out but said, the selective enforcement that this commission uh, engages in when it applies this law was another reason why the state lacked neutrality and showed that kind of targeting of Jack's beliefs. What the court was talking about is that three cake artists, while Jack's case was pending the first time around, three three cake artists that opposed the answer that support same-sex marriage were asked to create cakes criticizing same-sex marriage. All three declined. Complaints were filed against them. And the state said, no, we're not going to force them to create things that violate their beliefs. Yet they prosecuted Jack Phillips for, for you know, declining for the same reason. And the state's picking and choosing has to, who has First Amendment rights, who can exercise their First Amendment rights. That hasn't changed at all. Um, that's still the state of uh, affairs in Colorado, and they can't target Jack in this way without violating his First Amendment rights. 
This is the first time hearing of that other part of the story about the other cake shops that were asked to bake cakes criticizing uh, same-sex marriage, and they refused to do so. You're 100% right, obviously, when you say they're picking and choosing who has free speech. But what really amazes me is the religious part of this, because Jack uh, and, and other you know uh, uh, providers or, or artists or creators, you know, because then this isn't just about cakes. It can be about caterers. It can be about um, fl- florists. It can be about DJs or bands who may or may not want to participate in certain things because of their religious beliefs but the religious part of this those other cake makers that you just talked about they just said no we disagree with it and they were allowed to disagree and reject those customers uh it, on no basis of religion whatsoever right because i don't think there's a religion that says yeah yay say same sex same sex marriage it's in our bible and and that's part of the problem for colorado is they're favoring secular reasons for declining to promote ideas through their art, but targeting people because of religious reasons. You can't say anybody with secular beliefs can decline to create these kinds of things that violate their beliefs, but religious people don't have the same rights. That's what Colorado said, that, and the Supreme Court pointed that out and said, this is highly problematic. You can't selectively enforce the law in this way, especially when you're favoring sec- secular con- convictions and beliefs over religious ones. The, the Free Exercise Clause requires that religion be put on equal footing. And everybody has this right within the creative professions. You can't, you won't talk to a creative professional that doesn't have a line that they won't cross. And those lines are defined by their personal beliefs and convictions, whether religious or not. And so the state's respecting that in certain circumstances, but not respecting it when religion is involved. And that's a violation of both free exercise and free speech. So where does it go from here? This this lawsuit is a federal suit that's been filed, as you said, against the director of the commission and some of the individual members as well. What are, what are you asking for in this? Is it a monetary uh, uh, situation, a civil suit for monetary uh, uh, benefit, or what? Well, it's the main purpose of it is to get an injunction to stop the enforcement against Jack. But there are monetary damages requested in the case. And look, Jack, can you put a number on that, by the way? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I apologize for interrupting. Can you give us a number of how much money Masterpiece Cake Shop has lost since this whole sordid affair began when they came in there and attacked them the first time around? And I'm talking about loss of business, loss of sales uh, uh, directly, time they've had to spend clothes, not to mention the fees for, for, you know, taking this all the way to the Supreme Court. How much money is Jack Phillips out as a result of all of this thus far? I can't give you a hard number. I can tell you he lost 40% of his business when he had to vacate the wedding industry. That was a huge part of what he did. He was one of sure. the top wedding cake designers in, this, in the state. He had gotten awards from uh, various publications for his artistry in this context. So he was highly sought after. It was a huge part of his business. Like I said, 40%. I don't have a hard dollar for you. But you're talking six years of for- losing 40% of your business each one of those years. But in this case, we're asking for $100,000 in punitive damages in uh, other damages to make Jack whole. And here's the point. If a Supreme Court case can't stop the state of Colorado from targeting Jack Phillips, then then these, this is the only place that you can re- that you can go to. And this right. is the last resort for Jack. Um, and there has to be some kind of deterrent effect for the state to get the message. And so we'll see how it plays out. But certainly Jack has every right to go to federal court at this point, especially because he's being harassed a second time around less than a month after the Supreme Court said that this kind of religious hostility and harassment from the state violates the First Amendment. 
We, uh, we're talking with uh, Jeremy Tedesco, an attorney with uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom Senior Council and Vice President of U.S. Advocacy for that organization, which is defending Jack Phillips and got the victory, obviously, at the Supreme Court. How does, just curious, uh, how does that carry into other states? Because we, of course, know that there have been uh, various artists or, or uh, you know, business individuals who have been targeted in the same way as Jack, maybe not to the same degree, but in the same way. Uh, did the Supreme Court victory for Jack, proving that he was treated unfairly by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, does that carry into any other states as far as precedent goes? Oh, absolutely. It's a really important precedent, not only because the court reaffirmed the principle that the, that the government, there's, there's really no place for religious hostility from the government in our society, but what we talked about before with the selective enforcement, the unequal application of the law, every one of these states has this problem because they don't want to punish people with progressive views that the state agrees with. So the state's never going to punish the cake artist or the floral designer or the filmmaker or the graphic design artist who declines for secular reason reasons to do things that they disagree with. Um, but they're going to go after people like Jack Phillips, who have traditional convictions on things like marriage and human sexuality uh, and life. And, and we just know this to be true. We've, we see it all across all the states that have these kind of laws. They're, they're going to play favorites. And so I think one of the most transportable aspects of the Masterpiece win was that this kind of unequal enforcement of the law or religion is, is, is treated as a second-class reason for declining to create these kinds of artistic works um, is, is something that we can use to, to win a lot of these cases, and I expect that we will. I, I would certainly hope that we do, uh, uh, that you do, rather. And, and I'll say we because I completely support what you are doing, and I want to speak to that before you go, Jeremy. How can people support Alliance Defending Freedom? People need to understand uh, that Alliance Defending Freedom provides legal services for people like this, oftentimes at no cost to them, and you rely on the uh, the donors and uh, you know the generosity of people who support um, uh, you know liberty and religious liberty in this country. How can people help? Yeah, thanks for that. And it's always at no cost. I mean, all our services to our clients are free, and that's because people make that possible by donating to our ministry. And they can do that by going to ADF Legal. Our cases there, our activities, donate there, find out what to pray about. You can also follow us on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube. are great avenues to learn about what's going on as well. Wonderful. Uh, Jeremy Tedesco, uh, Senior Counsel at Alliance Defending Freedom. Keep up the great work. Keep up, get, keep getting the victories. And uh, we will, of course, stay in touch with you and your offices and continue to shine a spotlight on this for Jack and for everyone else fighting for religious liberty. And I thank you so much. Thank you very much. Jeremy Tedesco joining us from the Alliance Defending Freedom. Can you believe that they are at him again? And this time, make me a pink cake. With blue on the outside, pink on the inside, blue on the outside, because it's a transgender transitioning. They knew full well what they're doing. What I want to know is when somebody is going to target someone of another religion to test religious liberty boundaries. It always seems to be Christianity that is in the crosshairs. We'll be right back after this. Of Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. Uh, my goodness gracious. 
what they're doing to that poor guy, to Jack Phillips, is just uh, unbelievable. It, it, is, it is hostility unabated. It is just hostility because he's a Christian who doesn't bow to the progressive mindset and the LGBT mafia. He is going to live by his religious principles. He will serve anybody, no matter what letter you are. If you're an LGBT or Q or R or Z or X or Y, he'll serve anybody if you want to buy something. Not discriminatory. Just can't participate using his artistic expression in an event that violates his religious beliefs. And Christianity believes and teaches and always has that marriage is between one man and one woman. It's just that simple. That's not discriminatory against gay people. It's about a ceremony they cannot participate in. And the really frustrating part about this from... uh, Jack Phillips' perspective, is that when they came to him the first time around, he was more than happy to refer him to other bakers who made amazing cakes who would do such a thing. And he wished them well. And instead they came after him. And they came after him calling him a bigot. And it took him a fight all the way through the Supreme Court to prove that he was being mistreated for for political reasons, for social justice reasons. He won against the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. And now here they come again, literally the same day. The same day. They go into his shop and say, make me a gender transition cake, knowing full well that he wouldn't do it, and knowing full well that they would be able to go after him again and to harass him. They're trying, as the attorney Jeremy Tedesco just said, to drive him out of business. It is hostility. It is it is harassing and intimidating and threatening a business simply because they do not bow to the progressive ideals being advanced by these social justice warriors. The state of Colorado is ignoring the message of the Supreme Court by continuing to single out one person in one business, Jack and Masterpiece Cakes, for punishment and to exhibit hostility toward his religious beliefs, even though Jack serves all customers and simply declines to create custom cakes that express messages or celebrate events in violation of his deeply held held beliefs, the government in Colorado is intent on destroying him, something the Supreme Court has already told them it cannot do. Neither Jack nor any other creative professional says Alliance Defending Freedom should be targeted by the government for living consistent with consistently with their religious beliefs, and he is they are exactly correct. The Constitution stands as a bulwark against state officials who target people and seek to ruin their lives because of the government's anti-religious animus. For over six years now, Colorado's been on a crusade to crush plaintiff Jack Phillips. This is part of their lawsuit, federal lawsuit, against the commission director because its officials despise what he believes and how he practices his faith, Christianity, which, by the way, is overwhelmingly the faith of the vast majority of Americans. We are a Christian nation, which accepts and welcomes people of all other faiths, but we are a Christian nation. After Phillips defended himself all the way to the Supreme Court and won, he thought Colorado's hostility toward his faith was over. He was wrong. They have renewed their war against him by embarking on another attempt to prosecute him, and he has responded with a, an alliance defending freedom has responded with a federal lawsuit. I would love your thoughts on this. Dial us at 216-901-0945 right after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, 
The Answer. Yes, indeed. Final uh, half hour, 26 minutes of Outstanding Awesome, to be precise, left for you on this uh, Wednesday edition of the Bob France Authority. Thanks again to Jeremy Tedesco from Alliance Defending Freedom for joining us uh, this morning and telling us about Jack's situation. Uh, 216-901-0945. We'll call this open lines really the rest of the way because if you want to talk about Masterpiece Cakes, you may. If you want to talk about Omarosa, the liar, you may. If you want to talk about uh, the uh, attempt by uh, the American left and by the uh, mainstream news media to paint President Trump as a racist, uh, you can do that. If you want to talk about the president's response to that, you can do that. If you want to talk about Chris Cuomo calling for assaults on people he doesn't like, saying that all punches aren't equal, it's okay to punch people that you think are bigots. That's what Chris Cuomo and CNN is advancing. So any of those things are all fair game. 216-901-0945, We'll go to Todd, who's waiting in Cleveland. You're on AM 1420. The answer? Hey, Todd, go ahead. Yo, Bob. Your time. In, ref- in reference to Jack Phillips, and they are—they actually are harassing him. This yeah. is not the actions of a progressive line of thought, political thought. From the—is uh, it called the Colorado Commissions on Civil Rights? Colorado, yeah, correct. Yes. Okay. This is this is not the actions of political thought that operates under progressiveness. This is regressiveness. This is power drunkenness, and this is something you've heard me mention before—an application of malicious confusion mongering. These people are operating with taxpayer dollars. That's how they're paid to work for that agency. And they're operating with the with the energy, the false claim that they're operating um, under the, with the pursuit of the public, the whole public. And the bulk of the public isn't supporting that type of behavior. And well, all, biggest, we, all we need to know, Todd, is, you know, and, I, and I, I'm sometimes guilty of oversimplifying, but... Sometimes things are just that simple. When when Jeremy Tedesco just told me if that was 100% accurate, and you tell me if you agree, when he said that they, uh, they went to four cake shops, three cake shops, which were uh, very happy to make uh, same-sex okay. marriage cakes, and they said, will you please make us a cake that, that uh, criticizes same-sex marriage and promotes one man and one woman only, and they refused to do so, they were not prosecuted or or challenged by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission only the only one who was was Masterpiece Cakes who wouldn't make one for the gay couple so uh, that's the that's that to me is all I would need to hear you know I, I oversimplify but if you present those two simple situations to me if I'm a judge summary judgment right now I bang the gavel uh, you know Masterpiece Cakes wins you cannot discriminate against one particular business and in favor of another particular business based on your own personal ideals or 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 beliefs on what is right and what is wrong and using taxpayer dollars to do it right you would not otherwise have the strength to do it because you would not have the backing to do it biggest operate out of prejudice Jack Phillips is not operating out of prejudice there's nothing that anybody could point to and I read, the, I read the previous case. I read. I had plenty of time over the last few years to keep up with it. You know, in, in pieces. I didn't. Need, I didn't read it like a sure at the level an attorney would because I didn't care that much. But I didn't see any prejudice from that man. He just didn't want to. He just didn't want to do it. So I want to. Which, say which, you know, the, the the real frustrating thing about it, Todd, and and I really appreciate. Well, it, it's beyond frustrating to me. Is is that he doesn't need the religious answer. 
He should be able, just like anybody anywhere is able to say, I don't want to serve you. It's just like when uh, uh, they threw uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of that restaurant in, in Virginia uh, and, and others where they, well, no, you're not welcome here. Now, it's rude, it's wrong, it's crazy, discriminatory. But but it's but they were allowed to do that, and nobody filed a lawsuit against them. So if Jack Phillips just wanted to say, no, I don't want to, I don't right. like the idea of gay marriage, he should have been allowed to say that. But add on top of that, that he has religious reasoning behind it, which is protected by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. You don't have to do something that violates your religious tenets. Now you add that on top of it, and there's just no reason whatsoever for them to continue to harass him in such a way. He's well within his rights religiously and beyond that um, you know, to refuse to, to make anything he doesn't want to make. I hope, and I'm saying this to exit, I hope the attorney that you just spoke with makes a point of pulling up the job description of all the people that are defendants named in this suit, because you would, they will show, he will find that none of this meets their job description. That's that's it. that's very that's very well said too, Todd. Thank I appreciate it. it. Thanks for the call. God bless. That's a smart guy. We don't always agree, Todd uh, and I, when he calls. We have some good debates. They're always respectful. They're always well reasoned and argued. We really do. We have some really good debates, but we also have a lot on which we agree. Uh, that's why I like him. And I respect that that phone call and uh, and his uh, his message. Uh, BJ is in North Olmstead on AM fourteen twenty. The answer next. Hi, BJ. Go right ahead. Hi. Yeah, I'd like to introduce reintroduce a word called tolerance, and basically, <clears throat> it's American society that is causing a lot of this. We've become very tolerant of not only the gay community, but and and as a result of this kind of tolerance, and just that alone, I read through the article about the suicides in the military, which is taking time away from regular serving soldiers, but also a thousand priests that are might be tentative. These are not priesthood people. These are LGBT people that are going into these levels. They're, they're in the monasteries. They're filtrating everything. But this tolerance goes beyond the LGBT. It goes into the news media. It goes into several levels. It's a cancer. And I said to you before, we are already in our revolution, and it is up to the people who are starting to wake up that being tolerant means you're going to have to tolerate intolerable things. And we have to wake up to that as a society, particularly you younger folks. I came from a generation where there was resistance to some things, and the more resistance there was, they came out and said, you are prejudiced, you are racist, you're anti-Semitic, you're all these negative things. Well, look what it begat us. It begat us a lack of tolerance, and we have to become aware of what we're talking about. There's nothing wrong with the socially behaving society at all, but we're told that if you are a society that has principles, you're prejudiced. And uh, I hope that makes some sense, and I and I hope that uh, you follow through on these. This tragedy that's happening to the Catholic Church is not priests that are turning gay. A man that goes after little boys is not a pedophile. He's a homosexual. A man that goes after little girls is a pedophile. And we have to be realistic, and we have to be open about it. AIDS is rampant again. So are sexually transmitted diseases, and that's because of tolerance. I so thank you for your time. BJ, I thank you for your time as well. You know, tolerance is a, is a very difficult thing. It's a two-way street that uh, the American left, by and large, believes is a one-way street. You know, they accuse people who, for example, won't make a, a cake for a same-sex wedding of being intolerant. 
and they scream, you have to be tolerant of other people's beliefs. You have to be tolerant of, 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 of you know, two, two, two males in love and who want to get married. You have to be tolerant of society's acceptance of this. You have to be tolerant of that. And the moment a cake maker says, I can't do that because of my religious beliefs, and I need you to be tolerant of that, they start screaming, bigot, you're, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're prejudiced, you're this, you're that, and the other thing. They will not, this is the, this is the core of it, and, and BJ, I think, was, was on this. The American left will not tolerate intolerance. Essentially, that's what it is. You will, you will abide by their way of thinking. You will tow the line they tell you to tow, or they will destroy you and call you intolerant in the process. They will not tolerate your intolerance. I know it sounds crazy, but it is exactly what they preach. It's exactly what they do. Uh, John and Chardon, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, John. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. As yes, sir. As long as we're on the subject, uh, my recollection is that you had a cake baker out in your neck of the woods where the students at Oberlin College were picketing his business, and the professors at Oberlin were supporting the students. And one guy came out to the guy's business and harassed him, and he forcibly fo- uh, got the guy out of there. He chased him out. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of on it, but not quite exactly. Uh, it's not a cake maker. It's, it's a bakery. It's a bakery and a convenience store is what it is. So I'm sure they would bake a cake if you asked them to, but it's more like, you know, baked goods, uh, you know, donuts and, and, and all those wonderful kind of treats that I eat way too many of. Uh, it's called Gibson's. Okay. And, well, and the situation well, was, this, well, let me just kind of clarify so people yeah. listening who may not know. No, it wasn't like somebody came out there to harass them. They came there to steal. Uh, it's, a, it's a cottage industry at Oberlin College, the People's Republic thereof. Uh, they go to this, uh, this, this bakery slash convenience store, and they steal stuff. It's part of freshman initiation. You better start stealing from Gibson's. Well, this one uh, black kid came in there and tried to steal two bottles of wine. He was caught in the process, and uh, the uh, sh- shop owner's son tried to stop him from leaving after he called the police so that he he could you know, be arrested for the crime, and uh, he got assaulted by the shoplifter and by his two female companions who beat him down uh, and were doing so when the police arrived. And when they actually tried to prosecute them, the college came after the bake shop or the Gibson's Bakery. The college came after them and accused them of being racist because the three individuals who were shoplifting from his store were black uh, and the shop owner is white. Uh, so that's that's how that whole thing went down. And right now there's a lawsuit that has been filed by Gibson's against Oberlin College for uh, loss of business. They They started a protest after that. They were harassing the shop for a long, long time. In fact, I still think they do, and they encourage nobody at the college to go to the uh, shop, which is costing them business. So uh, that's where that lawsuit stands. Yeah, but I guess the business is surviving, huh? Under all, the, all this. It's surviving. It is not thriving. It is hard. I have not talked to uh, Mr. Gibson in a while. I probably should do a follow-up and ask them how they're doing. But that's why they sued the college, because they have lost so many thousands of dollars in sales because of the harassment and the intimidation and the lies being told by Oberlin College's faculty and students uh, that accuse them of being racist, saying black people aren't welcome there, and so on and so forth. It's just a... It's a really devastating situation. They have lost an enormous amount of business, and that's why they have filed this lawsuit. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your clarification and your update, Bob. 
Sure, no problem. So, yeah, it, and, and it, it all, it, you know what? It, it all falls in the same category, doesn't it? <clears throat> Liberal intimidation of businesses that are simply following the law. And that's what that case was all about in the same way that it is out in Colorado. Different circumstances, but but it, it is indeed all about uh, the intimidation and harassment of, of legitimate businesses following the law and not bowing to liberal demands. Michael is calling us from Westlake. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Michael. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. How are you today? Good? Yes, sir. I am. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Uh, just, a, just a brief comment. You know that uh, President Trump's uh, popularity among the black community is up to 29%. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Why do you want to rob the president of 2%? This number I have no, in no. front of me is 31%. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're okay. shortchanging okay. you're short the president. The, uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> I, I, stand, I stand corrected. Uh, the thing is, though, uh, this is uh, a disaster for the Democratic Party, and all of a sudden Omarosa shows up with this big racist book about Trump, uh, right when uh, they need to vitiate uh, the president's standing in the black community, just because of the uh, national elections coming up, I'm just going to leave you with that, and you can comment. You're better on it. You're better than I am. No, Michael, I'm glad you brought it up. Thanks for the call, and uh, and I did comment on this somewhat in the first hour. And if you missed that, that's okay. But yeah, it, it, it's not a coincidence. There are no such thing as coincidences in politics. The 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 walk away movement that has been started by prominent members of the black community, people like Candace Owens, for example, and, and of course people like Larry Elder who walked away a long time ago, but, but there are some prominent black, even Kanye West is, is, is part of this. The, the, the walkaway movement is walking away from Democrat lies, walking away from long-held beliefs that the Democrat Party was the party that was looking out for the best interests of African Americans. Um, because the Democrat Party is the party that constantly passes spending bills that increase welfare, increase uh, EBT cards, increase food stamps, increase subsidized housing, increase all of the little crumbs and handouts that they give to people, uh, a, a predominantly disproportionate number of blacks in terms of uh, poverty in the country. Uh, they keep them beholden to the government. Hey, the Democrats are giving us the stuff that we need to live. Uh, let's keep voting for them. And guess what? Republicans have finally gotten the message through to so many that, no, they are not helping you. They are hurting you by keeping you down, keeping you with the scraps that they give you from the insistence, assistance and entitlement programs. We want to get you jobs so that you can get yourself up and you'll never need government again. You will be able to earn, you will be able to learn, you will be able to advance, you will be able to grow, you will be able to, to, to break yourself free from government, um, government uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, necessity, if you will. That's not the word I'm looking for, but i got to pick one. But we'll break you free. Dependency is the word I wanted to say. It just came to me. We'll help you break free of that. And more and more prominent African Americans are making that message known. It is a movement, a legitimate movement. It is trending, and it has been for several months. Walk away. Walk away from the Democrat mentality that keeps you on their mental plantation and embrace the liberty that comes from being your own person and being your own best advocate. And that has led to what you just called about, Michael. President Trump has an approval rating with black Americans for the first time, 31 percent 
His overall approval rating is holding steady at 50%. But that 31% approval rating among blacks is 13 points higher than it was last year. Now, if you take that 31% and trans, first of all, keep growing it between now and November, and most importantly, between now and 2020, you keep growing that at the rate that it is. If you can translate that 31% approval rating into votes, then President Trump is going to win 2020 in a landslide. The highest percentage of black votes any Republican has ever gotten was 12%. Bob Dole got in 1996. 12%. If President Trump can get just half of the 31% approval rating to actually come and vote for him, say 15 or 16%, he will win in a landslide. As for November, the blue wave is going to be derailed by a black wave. Black America recognizing Democrats are out there to harm them and to keep them subservient and beholden and dependent on government. The Republican Party, the conservative movement, and yes, Donald Trump is out there trying to give them independence. As I said going into one of the breaks last hour, Bill Clinton was noted for having the highest percentage of black Americans in prison. Barack Obama is noted for having the highest percentage of black Americans on welfare and food stamps. Donald Trump is noted for having the highest percentage of black of America black Americans employed. Let that sink in for just a moment. That's why Omarosa that's why the mainstream media, that's why the Democrat Party is coming so hard for him right now with phony allegations of racism and the N-word. Because they know they're losing the black vote to a man who is doing more for black people in America than any president has in decades. Back after this. Well, well, well. Uh, what an interesting morning. What an interesting week thus far. Seriously, thank goodness uh, we're now halfway through the week, a little bit past halfway through the week in terms of the show, because uh, uh, it's getting painful. It really, really is. It's painful, and it's, uh, it's, it's depressing listening to the American left continue to try to uh, advance this narrative to save themselves from um, the black exodus, from uh, the liberal cause. And I'm not saying that we are suddenly going to have 80% of, uh, of black America voting for Republicans or voting for Donald Trump. Not suggesting that at all. It's, it's beyond comprehension, quite frankly, how they can continue to have voted for the last several uh, years, the last few decades, at 90% plus for Democrat candidates. It really is. I mean, what, when have you ever seen one demographic be that overwhelmingly in support of another or of, of any uh, party or political ideology before? I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I've ever seen something where uh, 90% of any demographic group, whether it be a racial demographic or a, a sexual demographic or an age demographic, where they were that united and lockstep behind one party. It's never happened. And I'm not suggesting it should happen the other way. 
But what is happening is that there, there is a, an awakening. There is, you know, eyes are being opened. Beliefs, long held, long held and long standing beliefs and norms are being challenged. And people are on the, in the uh, African American community are rising up and they are wising up to all of it. And now 31% uh, of African Americans approve the job that Donald Trump is doing. That is a massive, massive jump. And if that's indicative of, of, you know, the, the way they're going to vote, like I said, the blue wave that the Democrats are counting on in November to try to regain power is going to be derailed by the black wave of Amer- of African Americans standing up and saying, no, we believe in what our eyes tell us. We're smart enough to realize that President Trump has put more black people to work than any president in decades. President Trump is setting the conditions for more African Americans to be successful than, than the first black president of the United States, Barack Obama, ever did in eight years. They know better. And that's why they're coming for him. That's why Omarosa is coming for him. That's why the left is coming for him. And they're not going to get him because the black population in this country is too smart to be held down in such a way for so long. All right, that's it. Got to leave it there because we're out of time. The good news for you is Mike Gallagher is ready to begin. Mike Gallagher next. Stay here for Gallagher Prager, Medved Seculo, Elder, and Walsh. And we're back tomorrow morning at 9 for the next Pop France Authority. Have yourself a great day. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>